0: Right. well, joining us now is Clifton Hill, Senior Vice President and Global Macro Portfolio Manager at Acadian Asset Management. Uh, Clifton, thank you so much for joining us. Well, to be a fund manager in this climate cannot be easy. What on earth are you doing?
1: Uh, yeah, Rashad, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, you, you basically need a lot of dynamic models. Uh, you really need to see the macro landscape and, and have the ability to shift quite quickly because the, fo- the ability of forecast that we had previously, uh, we don't have that much anymore. So, so, the, so the clarity in which we had in our three to six month forecast, uh, we don't have as much anymore. So, so we really have to maximize on the dynamic ability to shift the as these variables shift, the economic data and the central banks and the yields and things of that nature shift, our portfolios have to shift as well. So what are some of the better ideas that uh, have led you to actually, um, if you have some PMs making money to, uh, you know, put capes on their backs? Uh, yes. Well, you know, really, we're following the we're following the global central bank tightening cycle. Right. So, uh, you know, starting in early 2021, we had, you know, from 2021, we started rate heights across the globe. Uh, we've had three hundred and seventeen tightening so far, we've had 17 last week. So we're really following, you know, finally, we've been able to have a true business cycle across the globe. Uh, For so much, so much time with quantitative easing, uh, we didn't have the the volatility in the in the business cycle and in the growth cycles and in the inflation cycles. But now if you're truly looking at from a macro perspective, which is what we do, you know, systematic global macro, we're really able to look at each country individually. And really uh, take advantage of the various business cycles, both on the inflation front with the central banks hiking, but also on the growth front. And what I mean more in detail about the growth front is what countries can really hike rates and still maintain growth as opposed to countries where the where the growth really starts to falter when the central bank hikes rates.
0: Clifton, that's uh, the next question. So what did you find? What countries, what jurisdictions are you talking about here then?
1: Yeah, sure. So early on in the, in twenty twenty two, we we were more positive on many of the emerging market currencies that were commodity related. So really a mix of you know long EMFX in which they had a lot of commodity exposure, uh, but then more negative on countries where the the yields weren't as high and also didn't have commodity exposure. Uh, so that was very that was very helpful. And then equities we've been underway pretty much all year and. Really, what happened is our, our portfolio started shifting with the models. The models started shifting our portfolio. As we had higher rates and higher inflation, it kind of gave negative signal to a lot of the equities. So more negative on equities, although not all equities. There's some bright spots commodity-related. More positive on the U.S. dollar uh, versus D.M. and ultimately E.M., so it shifted later in the, in the year in terms of turning more negative on E.M., Uh, And then really trying to play that commodity cycle where you're more positive on commodities, you know, for the first four or five months of the year. And then as the market started shifting to price and recession, uh, our portfolio started shifting to be more neutral on commodities. So you wouldn't be going long energy now after the big sell-off on the views
0: that uh, it's oversold?
1: Uh, Well, Brian, it's a great question. You know, at some point with the fundamentals and what's really interesting when you look at the Uh, when you look at kind of the balance sheet of our models in terms of petroleum is there's positive, there's uh, positive factors in terms of uh, the carry. So the the market is still pricing in, you know, positive outcome for petroleum in terms of the carry, but all the macro factors are negative. So that's caused us to really go from max, you know, kind of max positive view in, in January through April to now really neutral. So we are not buying petroleum and, Furthermore, on that, we're actually shifting. Uh, I would, I would assume we'd be negative on petroleum. You know, within the next week or two.
0: So, is there anything out there at the moment that you have a conviction upon? Is there an absolute uh, trade that you think can't miss? Yeah.
1: Slam yeah, dunk well, time. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, like I said, you have to be quite dynamic. So, I, I'm not. I'm hard pressed to come on and say, you know, I have this conviction trade for the next, you know. Six months, but I'll say right now, you know, still positive the dollar, both versus DM and EM. I'd I'd say we're still negative on yield, so we do not know what the terminal rate is in the U.S. You know, one thing that's interesting, you know, Rashad and Brian, when we talk about this, is the market seems like they want to have this kind of binary outcome in in terms of okay, is it inflation or is it not inflation? Is the Fed going to pivot or are they not going to pivot? And I think what we really have to understand when we're positioning ourselves is there may not be no clear – there may not be a clear answer in terms of that pivot or that binary outcome. And it may be – we may be having the same conversation uh, come February and March. So still on the dollar, still uh, quite negative on fixed income, neutral on Mm. commodities, uh, and that's kind of where we land right now. Yeah, a lot of people on one side of the boat, you have to say. uh, But as you say, I mean, a lot of these boats can stay up for a while. So good luck with the ideas. Thank you, Clifton. Clifton Hill, Senior Vice President at Arcadian or Acadian Asset Management.